Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Adulting with Asperger's podcast. This is Ryan Summers, your host. The point of this podcast is to talk about what it's like as an adult with Asperger's or Autism Spectrum Disorder. We're going to put this podcast up once a week, talk about life with autism, life with Asperger's, and uh, conversations with people who are on the spectrum who were diagnosed in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond, and uh, learning how to live on the spectrum with Asperger's, with autism. Man, this intro sucks. Luckily, we're not too far in. I'm going to set my phone down and not touch it at this point. So I don't accidentally hit anything again. Okay, I'm super sorry. Hey, we're back. Uh, I had a little tech glitch there, so we started recording and messed it up, and now we're back. But uh, I'm here with Jerry from Dallas, Texas, and we're going to have to start over. I'm sorry, Jerry. <laughs> I, feel no like, I feel like such a goof. <laughs> Jerry just talked for like two minutes, and then I accidentally deleted it and had to start over. So this is... Um, okay. Do you want to start over again? I'm sorry, man. Uh, yeah, no worries. I was just uh, kind of telling you that um, I'm 27. I got diagnosed a year ago today. I didn't realize that was the case. Um, but, uh, you know, I saw a documentary about Asperger's syndrome and the people in it, their perspective and the different, you know, uh, difficulties that they were having were really similar to what I experienced in a way that I didn't hear other people describe ever before. Um, so I got curious about it and I took the, uh, the AQ test that you had mentioned and I scored pretty high, like 40 or 42, something like that. Um, so that got me curious 
and yeah, I went and saw a doctor and uh, he diagnosed me. He's actually a um, specialist in autism, so I felt like I could have some confidence in his diagnosis. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just since then, just kind of learning about it and learning ways to, you know, improve myself and make things a little bit easier. Yeah. So, so you, that was, you know, so you're into your 20s, you're well into your 20s when, when this happens. How did you, like, did you, when you were growing up as a, as a kid and into your teens and then early 20s, like, did you always kind of feel like, I don't quite make sense or something or, you know what I mean? Like, Uh, I mean, I would, I would guess that, I guess that I would say I felt really awkward, uh, and but I always had just kind of assumed that it was like that for everybody or maybe yeah. I was more introverted than the average person. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I didn't really realize that uh, there was something like autism going on, really. Yeah. I felt the same way growing up, I think. Like, I always, I always kind of felt awkward and weird and shy and, like, introverted and... Like, it, things didn't make sense to me, and I didn't know how to relate. But then I just, yeah, like, I sort of always just thought, well, I guess everybody must feel like this. And then, yeah. I, you know, I, as I'm in adulthood now, and I talk to people, I go, oh, okay, no, you don't feel this way. Like, you're, you're not all, like, in a state of panic all the time when you have to deal with people. And, like, you know, you're not, you're not all struggling to make simple phone calls. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do. It's, it's like, it's a- I had a... I had a phone call today. I had to call my internet provider because I've been trying to get them to mail me bills instead of emailing. And I was like getting so frustrated. And I'm like, I tried like two months ago to call them for this. And I got so flustered and frustrated that it's taken me two more months to try again. It's just, I don't know. It's just funny. But So what was the documentary that you that you saw? Uh, it was called Asperger's R Us. It was about the comedy trope that uh, all had Asperger's syndrome. Okay, I've heard of that. I think it's on Netflix now, but I haven't I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it was uh, a year ago. I'm not sure if it still is. Yeah, I think a couple people have mentioned that to me. But yeah, so so like, how did you find a doctor? Did you have to go to your um like your your GP first, or did you go straight to a psychiatrist? Or how, I don't know how it works in Texas. Well, uh, I don't have medical insurance, so it's not like I have a general um you know physician. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think I did an internet search and uh, found somebody who specialized in autism and, you know, just gave him a call and said, you know, told him what was going on and asked if, uh, you know, diagnosed him. It was something that he could do and, you know, it was. Yeah. Okay. What was that process like? Um, You know, I went in initially for just like a, I guess, a consultation where he kind of told me what what all would be involved and what the cost was going to be and all that stuff yeah uh, and then you know i just went and thought about it for like a week and then called him and told him that i was ready to do it and then uh he had me go into his office i was there for quite a while you have to have a uh, iq test done okay uh, for Africa's because you have to be at least uh average or above average intelligence yeah uh, so all of that there's uh a pretty in-depth you know uh psychological exam that's like uh you know boxes that you check and stuff like that okay interesting and then 
when you receive your uh, diagnosis there, um, so that's a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, do do they call it Asperger's there? Do they call it autism spectrum disorder? Like, what do they call it, your doctor? What told me and what I've heard other people say is, you know, Asperger's is no longer part of the DSM, meaning you can't be diagnosed with it. Yeah. Uh, And so what I've heard and what the doctor told me there was that they kind of use Asperger's as a... uh, uh, a word to indicate a place in the spectrum, basically. Okay, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you get diagnosed with ASD these days. So, uh, yeah. So, is, like, is... is Because I, I, I'm still learning this stuff and trying to figure understand it all. Because I see, like, ASD, Autism Spectrum Disorder, and they have, like, a 1, a 2, and a 3. So, is Asperger's, like, in the, in the 1 or something? Like, in the level 1? Or, I don't know if it's called level 1 or... Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about, but okay. it's the, the higher uh, functioning. Uh, yeah. So, what are like some of your like traits that that are symptoms or you know whatever preferred word you have um, that I you think notice? For me, you know, a lot of the anxious and anxiety type traits are what I exhibit. Um, just getting nervous having to deal with uh, social scenarios yeah <laughs> um some s- sensory stuff you know i'm i'm somewhat picky with food there's some stuff that i won't eat yeah but uh i don't i don't exhibit like um i don't stim very much you're familiar with still stimming a little bit yeah yeah i don't really i don't really do that i rub my fingertips together sometimes okay so I yeah. Dim, but uh, yeah, not a whole lot of that. It's mostly just uh, you know problems, uh, problems engaging with social situations and empathizing. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Well, thanks for um, agreeing to talk to me like a total stranger. Sure. On a podcast, but I guess it's a little easier when it's one on one and we're both kind of coming from the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It- uh, I got interested in your podcast because I've never heard someone describe uh, the kind of you know anxiety and stuff that I feel in the way that you do. It's very very similar. Okay. Well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um. I mean, I've already talked about it, but just for the sake of you know us comparing stories here, like like I'm I'm forty forty three now, mm-hmm. and this is like I've my entire adult life been like uh you know dealing with depression and anxiety and you know you name it and then not really knowing what to call it you know what i mean like for a long time i thought i was bipolar and i went to see a psychiatrist about that and i had like substance issues and alcohol issues and you know whatever else and then it's just kind of but i don't i don't know like over a decade ago i i read an article written by somebody with Asperger's and I remember reading it just going oh my god this is me you know like this describes my brain like I think I'm autistic and then but then having this sort of denial about it and being like well that can't be it because autism people are they're like rain man like I'm not like that you know I yeah I don't have like a superpowers like thinking like to be autistic you had to be like a savant or something yeah so I just sort of thought well I feel like I relate to, like, these articles I'm reading about autism, but I felt like 
I, I didn't, like, not that can't be it, like, even though it was so close to home, and then, and then as I started to, like, think more and more that I was, I remember, like, meeting other people who had Asperger's or were autistic, and they, like, presented outwardly in such a more obvious way than I did, that I remember thinking, like, well, no one was gonna believe me, (laughs) you know what I mean, like, I thought, even if I, even if I, told people I I was autistic like no one would believe me they'd be like no you're not autistic it must be something else because that guy over there is autistic and you're not like him you know and so it's been quite the struggle for over a decade of of kind of going back and forth in my head until finally like this just like a few months ago just at the start of this year I finally went no okay this is what it is and same as you like I took the AQ test which I had done years ago a couple of times like every two or three years I would end up taking it online and always going holy shit that's a high score you know and i just did it again a few months ago and got like a 46 or something it was like okay i really got to look into this and then started this process of of you know went to talk to my doctor and 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 trying to like go after an official diagnosis and the more and more research i do the more and more i'm like this is definitely it because it explains all my other shit like yeah. my anxiety, my bipolar, my depression, my ADHD, my SAD, like my like all the other stuff that I've dealt with in my life that I just thought I'm just a big bag of crazy and then I yeah. kind of go, "Oh no, it's all comes from this one thing." And it just makes so much sense. And then I like, you know, I already posted this before, but I read this book a couple mu- like a couple months ago. Uh, by Philip Wiley, like uh, uh, Asperger's Diagnosis in Adulthood. And I read that book and I like every single page, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is me, this is me, this is me. Like, holy shit. And it's just opened up everything to like coming to terms with it. So it's really cool to talk to you and like, you know, um, people that are going through this. So like, how does, how does your, how, since you were since you got your diagnosis like has your life changed like are you in treatment do you take any medication like are you in therapy like any of that kind of stuff no uh not really i just you know uh you do see things differently once you come to the realization yeah. you know that you feel certain things because of uh you know the way that you are yeah um and just being more cognizant of uh you know what's going on with me and that you know, my perception is different than other people's. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, um, I've never really sought any, uh, therapy or anything like that, but uh, a lot of people do get, um, behavioral, behavioral therapy or that kind of thing. And I think it helps them a lot. But it gives you, like, does it give you, I guess, just more like a more knowledgeable place from which to understand your own thinking and behavior, I guess, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of research on it, trying to better understand myself and yeah. that's it's helpful. That's cool. I feel the same, like I, in looking at things through this lens, like sometimes if I'm having like certain moments where I get really stressed or I, I'm having difficulty understanding people or like what's going on around me, I can, instead of just freaking out I can kind of I mean I still freak out but (laughs) I can sometimes kind of just go okay like this is just this is just my autism you know like uh, the situation is not working in my brain and I can 
I don't know. I'm trying to learn how to not like melt down as much and just sort of breathe and be able to express that, which is yeah important. Like how did how do you how has it been for you like with your friends or family or coworkers? Like have you are you talking about this with them or is it still just sort of private with you? No, uh, very few people really know. Uh, my immediate family, I'm engaged, my fiance, obviously. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, you know, I don't really tell many people and uh, I don't talk about it a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, well, we'll put this interview up with a fake name <laughs> so no <laughs> one knows. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, do you like do you, how has your family been like and you don't have to put them on blast or anything but like it's like supportive in general or like are you guys able to talk about it or is it just kind of a thing where you told them once and then you don't really talk about it anymore um yeah like my actual family we don't uh, we don't you know talk very much just uh, uh, you know in general yeah okay. but my my fiance's family and I are close, and we talk about it sometimes. Sometimes uh, yeah. with some of them, but you know, it just feels a little bit awkward. I'm not very good at uh, articulating a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's one of our struggles. Because I had I don't know if you heard the one I did last week. Like I had my partner Jen on, and yeah. and we talked about it, and and she did the AQ test, and we were kind of laughed like, okay, well she got a twelve, and I got a forty six, so we're like, okay, we're pretty far apart similar with my fiance and I yeah what'd she get uh I don't it's been a while but I, I think she scored like you know uh low teens somewhere in there yeah so similar kind of thing so how yeah. do you like in, on the relationship side of things how do you um do you guys have do you have you come up with any like strategies or routines or things that work for the two of you um not really a whole lot. I mean, uh, we just kind of approach it from, you know, what we need to do for our relationship as a whole. Yeah. Instead of breaking it down into, you know, this is what I need because I'm autistic. Um, yeah. Or this is what you have a difficulty in providing because you're autistic or that that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Are there any like? Do you have any like examples of that? Like things that have recently or anything that have happened where like something's come up that's been a challenge or? Um. You know. Uh, empathizing. My my ability to empathize has always been a, a problem in our relationship. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's difficult for me. Uh. I guess articulate my emotion I'm feeling about something that maybe saying or something like that yeah um and you know people uh people will expect to have that kind of feedback yeah that's really that's really challenging <clears throat> that's something we struggle with too because with my partner a lot of the time like I don't know like we'll be talking and something will change like her facial expression or her tone of voice or her body language or like some gesture or like something sort of subtle will change that I'll like kind of notice but I don't know what it means 
but then like the conversation changes because then I'm like what's going on like because something in you just changed but I don't understand it so like your tone of voice or something changed so can you explain to me (laughs) you know what I mean like it can be it can be tricky because then she'll just be like you know it happened the other night and she's like no no like nothing and I'm like well no there's something there like something just happened and I don't know what it is and like if you don't explain it to me in words like I'm never gonna understand it but it it can be you know really tricky and I guess frustrating at times for both of us because you know it must be tiring when you have to explain yourself all the time (laughs) yeah yeah definitely yeah do you have like in your community do you know other autistic people or have like a people you talk to or a group or anything no not really uh i don't know many people here in texas um yeah so and i've looked you know i'm sure there are like uh support group type things um but i've, I've not really uh sought anything like that out yeah. um you know one thing that i have looked for is like uh you know help with uh, education and you know, training for work and stuff like that. And, okay. And not many resources out there for that kind of thing. There are there aren't many, or there are not many. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably different, a little bit different. You live in Canada, correct? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's probably a little bit different there, but uh, yeah. And I've heard you mention it on the show before that you you know you were a little bit frustrated and that there didn't really seem to be any resources for adults out there, um, and that's certainly been my experience. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that seems kind of common because, you know, I think the conversation around autism is and maybe has been primarily focused on children, right? I think that's right. But I think they're kind of like two things. First of all, there are adults who grew up without ever being diagnosed. There are tons of adults walking around with autism who don't even know it. Right. or who are just discovering it now and then the other side is there are lots of kids who had you know were found to have autism as kids but they're still going to grow up and be adults right and you know with autism and and i had a i had a um a message the other day uh on facebook from um an old friend of mine from high school so from you know 20 plus years ago uh who is she's a she's um a, a registered nurse practitioner now and yeah. she she you know saw the podcast on facebook and was curious about it and, and messaged me and she said in you know her two decades of, of being a nurse she's not not even once ever heard of an adult being diagnosed with with autism huh. it, which is crazy because it's like i know there are tons out there because i'm hearing from them <laughs> you know what i mean like Right. I, I I put this podcast out. I've only put out five episodes, and I and I'm talking to you all the way in Texas. It's like I know there are people out there, um, but she just said it's so uncommon, and like people aren't trained to look for it. They don't know. I think like it's it's interesting because when I went to my doctor and asked him and said, "Hey, I I I think I'm autistic. Like I want to look into this," and he sort of dismissed it. Like like well that yeah. can't that can't be it. Like because there's almost this feeling of, well, how are you going to be 40 plus years old and just be figuring this out now? Like, that just doesn't yeah. seem possible. But so many of us um, 
spend spend our entire lives hiding the symptoms, you know, or 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 the the what did you call it? Like the you know the things people see, and then and then um, and also, I mean, you're you're a bit younger than me, but in my generation, like they didn't start. I went through school in the '90s, like before it was they would have even known to look for it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, I mean, it, it, go it's ahead. Really go. The same. Uh, it's pretty recent that they've you know started training for to look for that in schools and one problem uh which may be different in canada in the than the united states but uh here you know a school if you're diagnosed with a mental illness and you have to um have some type of special uh um uh, what's it called uh like special assistance or something or yeah uh accommodation that's, okay that's the word, yeah the word. yeah special accommodation the uh school has to pay for it um heard people say before that it's likely that you know kind of the psychologists are trained to be a little you know lenient with the uh diagnoses of autism because more people will need the the special accommodations okay so like they don't want to have to pay for that correct so they'll kind of lean more towards being like, oh, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, and it's not only with autism, anything that, you know, yeah. may, may need accommodation. Yeah, that's interesting. It seems sort of like at odds with itself, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's strange because, like, my brother said to me, one of my brothers is, works in the school system. He's, he's a teacher, and... A, several years ago he said to me one time he said you know if you would if you were going through the school system now you probably you'd be diagnosed with autism but at the time we went through school it just wasn't done you know i think i think that's that's accurate um even like had to see the school uh psychologist and stuff when i was going through school and yeah i kind of feel like it should have been caught but I think a they they just weren't looking for it as much. You know, we we used to think it was much less common than yeah. it actually. Finding out now that it's it's more and more common, so they're looking more closely for it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why a lot of people, you know, they they just missed it. And the, and the understanding that it can be more mild than I think we really knew about before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like you were saying, you meet people who are clearly on the spectrum. And even myself, before, you know, I saw that documentary, I had this idea in my mind of an autistic person. And, you know, it, it was nothing like myself. Yeah. Uh, and that would have been an inhibitor for me to accept that, you know, I may have autism. Yeah. Same, same. And it is, it's such a, it is such a spectrum. And, and yeah, I mean, that, that plays into that. And I went to... Like I just there's a there's a local support group, of in, in like a, in the I live in the country but in the our closest city, which is like an hour away, and I, I went to a meeting there and it was really eye opening for me to see to be in this room with this you know twelve or fifteen different autistic people, and it really is a spectrum. Like they were all yeah. so different, and some of them it was very obvious that autism was present right some of them it was very obvious that something was present but i might not have immediately known it was autism and then some of them 
it, you would have to talk to them for a long time and, and before you would ever even think it possible they could be autistic, you know? Which is the, the category I think I fall into because I just got a message today from a guy that I've known since high school who, who I was roommates with at one time and he was like, "There's no, I would never have known you were autistic. And he works with kids and he works, he runs a daycare center which has autistic children, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he messaged me and was like, this is like, I work with autistic kids and I never would have known that you, yeah. you were autistic. And it's like, it's just, there's such a, you know, like it, it is such a, such a, uh, a spectrum, I guess. How do you feel like, cause being in Texas is, is, I've never been to Texas. I can only imagine it's pretty different in a lot of ways than where we are. Like, how do you feel in general, like where you are, it, it is it accepting or is there a stigma uh yeah i mean i would i would say so i mean you know i don't i don't disclose that i'm autistic my employer for fear that you know i'd be terminated um and you know it's uh i I don't share that information with like my customers that i see for my company uh you know they i feel like there there would be like a negative reaction to that i guess really eh yeah i've i've had actually customers that have autistic children that uh you know i kind of wanted to uh, share my experience with them but uh, uh you know uh, i just worry what people would think that you know someone per- uh, performing a professional service for them yeah i think they might uh react negatively yeah that's interesting. It's, it's um, yeah. I wonder because I, I don't know. I haven't felt any negativity here so far, but it's only been a little while that I've sort of been open with this. I've heard that in the UK, there's a lot of stigma, and like people consider people who are autistic like treat them as if they're criminals or something, like as if they're. Like, there's yeah. a really bad stigma there, so I'm, that's why I was curious well, about what it might be like in Texas. You know about the uh, the gentleman that a few years back, he, uh, he shot up a school or something. He was uh, he had Asperger's, um, and he was like a alt-right type, type guy, and, okay. uh, you know, had some hateful beliefs, and he was really the most... Uh, most uh, recent person that was big in the news with uh, Asperger's so I kind of feel like like before I was diagnosed and someone said Asperger's that's what I thought about okay where was that I don't remember was it like in, um, the, in the United States though or yeah I think it was in the United States he yeah. was a um, what do they call it a uh, a celibate what is it involuntarily celibate or something like that oh yeah like the incel or something incel that's it that's it okay i remember that one yeah so yeah i just kind of feel like um that's the kind of thing that people associate when you say the word asperger's oh i didn't know that i never heard that 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 guy had asperger's too yeah Cause yeah, I, I I've heard you hear these associations. They they think oh like you're you're these like cold robot people that don't have empathy and you hate people and blah blah blah. And it's like, man, like <laughs> that's I don't know. For me, that's the farthest thing from the truth. Cause I'm 
I'm like super emotional. Like I'm a freaking puddle. I'm like half the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I would, you know, I wouldn't hurt a kitten. But anyway, yeah, well, that's interesting. I never heard about that. Yeah, there is kind of an association uh, with kind of that uh, counterculture, all right, uh, type of movement going on in the United States and autism. Because oh. They, you know, I don't know if you've heard the phrase autist before. I've heard that phrase, but I never really understood it because it's like, I, yeah, can you talk about it? Uh, the only context that I've heard it used in is uh, incels and people from the alt-right and that kind of thing, you know, calling themselves autist because uh, a lot of them are self-diagnosed with okay. autism because, uh, you know, they don't relate to other people well. Yeah. Uh, so there's kind of, there's a little bit I think of association with that as far as you know what people in the public think of yeah when you say you're autistic oh that's kind of that's kind of freaking me out actually <laughs> <laughs> like I, I I hadn't heard that before that's kind of making me go ugh <laughs> it's like you know like a, a kind of related thing that that I I like just as an example of how things can get associated that you don't want them to like i'm really i love vikings like it's one of the things i'm super interested in i like read all these viking books and i and just i just love like learning about the vikings and that whole era and and like a lot of the symbols and things you see in the books right and then so i was like thinking i wanted to go get like some of these viking symbols as tattoos because i love the vikings and then i started researching online and then I found out that all these like white supremacists are using these ancient Viking symbols as tattoos, uh, and they're making them like into like white supremacist symbols. And I'm just like, well, that sucks because you guys are taking something really cool and turning it into like something really shitty. Yeah. And, and, and anyway, I don't know. Sorry, that's just a little side tangent, but it just kind of made me think of that. Like just like how, I don't know. You don't want this thing to be a so like you want to i i want to have like a positive interpretation of what autism is and what it means to be autistic and how we can live positive lives as autistic people and it makes me sad to hear that like there's a whole like this subgroup that wants to like turn it into something kind of weird and evil and dangerous you know well, yeah, and what's really unfortunate about it is you have a group of people that, uh, you know, are isolated from society because of their behavior, and, yeah. you know, they have autism, and that does upset me quite a bit, um, but that's, I just mentioned it because uh, that's that's one thing that, you know, kind of keeps me from being more public about it. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And, like, do you feel, like, in your life with with how your autism presents, like, are you, are you generally able to function okay? Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, it's hard. Uh, you know, I've heard you talk a lot on your podcast about uh, your difficulty with employment, which which I share that yeah. difficult. Uh, you know, I get, get overly stressed out and just, you know, have to leave. Um, yeah and stuff like that so that's 
I would say that's the main detriment in my life as far as my autism goes is my yeah. difficulty in consistent employment. Yeah. What have you like? Have you like been gone through like? I'm just gonna grab a glass of water. Have you gone through tons of different jobs and stuff? Or yeah, I mean, I've worked in the same field for the last uh, seven or eight years, but during that time, I've probably worked at you know seven or eight different places, really. Yeah. So what, like, are you? Do you want? Are you okay to talk about that for a couple minutes, or? Because I'm just curious, because, like, I'm curious what what happens with you, like, in your brain when you're in an employment situation and then it goes bad, like, or you have to leave or something, like, do you, because I, I, I've certainly been there a bunch of times, so I'm just curious how it, how it plays out for you. It's different things. Um, a lot of times it's like I described, you know, I just get too stressed out and fed up with the job that I'm just like, I can't go to work tomorrow and I don't go. Yeah. Uh, or a couple times it's been, you know, I felt like disrespected by whoever was my boss there. Yeah. Uh, and I was just like, screw that. I'm not letting somebody, you know, treat me that way. Yeah. Um, it's usually one of those two things. I mean, uh, I do get stressed out pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, if I have, you know, it's a, it's, I think pretty normal for somebody to have a bad week or a bad month, but that might be a little bit more than I can tolerate sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that for sure. Like I've had times where it's like, I've had times where like a, a boss or somebody will just talk to me in a disrespectful way and I'm just like, okay, bye. You know? Yeah. And it's like and then I'm walking home going, Shit, like what did I just yeah. what did I just do? Like I can't afford to quit that job. But right. but I just I, I, I'm like something happens where I'm like, I either have to walk out this door or I'm gonna punch this person out. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'll just yeah. or like not that I'm a violent guy, but like I just feel like that. Like I feel like I'm gonna boil over or something, you know? Yeah. Um I've had other times where it's just like the environment, like if there's just I had it like this office job once and the environment was just so weird being in this cubicle and I didn't identify this is when I was way younger so I didn't it only like years later I realized what was happening but I started getting these crazy like panic attacks and stuff and then I realized like it was being in this environment where there's like all these fluorescent lights that are humming and you're in like all these cubicles you can kind of hear this hum of everybody talking and on their phone calls and phones ringing and computers and fax machines you know what i mean yeah, I and it do. was just like this constant like sort of noise soup happening that just overwhelmed my senses or i'd be in the office and i'd have to like just get up and walk outside and like stand outside for 15 minutes and like collect myself and then go back in and hope no one noticed that i was gone and i had all this anxiety until eventually i was just like i can't even be in this building and I'd start making excuses of why I couldn't be there and then I'd go in on like weekends or something where I'd be like the only one in the office so that I could work in silence and get all my work done you know right but it's like it wasn't until years later where I I realized like oh that's why you know yeah um you know I I work a job where I deal with the public and a lot of times they're uh you know specifically upset with me I work in a service industry so okay uh, yeah a lot of Really upset with me, and that's one thing that can really, uh, you know, kind of freak me out for the day. And yeah, 
just be a little bit too much for me to handle. Yeah. Are you like are you dealing with customers on the phone or in person or? In person. Oh, in okay. Home. What's that? In their home. Oh, in their home. Okay. Yeah. So. so that's a whole other thing is you know there's a lot of um uh sensory type stuff going on a lot they are like their tv's on or their dogs barking or or that you know one one thing that's really uh bothering me lately is uh you know it's hot here in texas and people have their air conditioners on while i work in their home and all that sweat and everything is is just too much oh god yeah yeah, it can be a lot. Yeah. I work, I'm a, I'm a bartender right now. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> which is probably, like, not the best job to have with this, you know? <laughs> but it's very similar. Like, I have nights where it's, like, there'll be a band or something, and the music's loud, and the place is packed, and people, and by the end of the night, my brain is just so fried that it's, like, yeah. the whole next day, it's, like, I'm just uh, almost non-functional, you know? Yeah. Just trying yeah. to recover, but... I want to work that job. What's that? I said I would not want to work that job. No, I don't want to either. But it's the only thing <laughs> I, the only thing I'm qualified to do that actually makes okay money. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, up here, you know. Um, yeah. Wow, man. Well, this is like I'm trying to think of other things I can talk to you about, but this has been really cool to to chat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I gotta tell you, this is. You're the first person that I'm recording a conversation with for this. And I, I really want to thank you and I appreciate it. And, and it, it, I know it takes a lot to talk about this stuff in the open. And not that I'm going to reveal your identity. <laughs> we'll keep it private. But it, but it's just really cool. I mean, this was kind of... When I, when I started going through this process and I started looking online trying to find resources to help me I mean other than maybe like one or two books there was nothing out there you know yeah that's and, that's been a big problem for me as well yeah um you know who Temple Grandin is yeah she's a good author I like her work yeah I, I just ordered um one of her books I'm not sure which one but um I haven't started it yet but like I haven't it, haven't, it hasn't arrived yet but she's yeah. a very very knowledgeable yeah and she's done really well i think like you like using i don't know much about her but from from what i gather she seems to have been able to uh, what's the word like use her autism in a in a sense right? yeah she talks about that in her book she uh she like designs slaughterhouses <laughs> what yeah she designs slaughterhouses wow that's one thing I, I just wow that's cool I have to read that are, are there any other like books or movies or documentaries or anything like you talked about the Asperger's R Us documentary and, and the Temple Grandin book anything else that you have been able to find that's helped or given you insight or there's a author named uh, I think it's John Elder Robinson yeah um, he has two books that I enjoyed yeah, I just uh, picked up one. It hit. Um, Look me in the eye. Yeah, that's that's his first one. It's uh, it's very good. Yeah. Um, that's all I can really think of. Uh, there's not a whole lot of 
like documentaries or anything. There's yeah. some TV shows. Um, Atypical is one. I wasn't a big fan of it. Okay. Atypical. That's a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay, I'll have to check that out. What about Rain Man? I've <laughs> seen it. I'm just kidding. It's like that's what everyone goes to, right? Like. Yeah, I uh, I don't watch a lot of movies, but yeah, I've never yeah. seen Rain Man. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've you know heard that uh, that stereotype before. Yeah, for sure. Oh. So do you like? Are you do you do you know if you plan to have kids anytime or? Um, I don't. Just as you know, uh, a personal choice yeah. of being responsible for another person. That's not something that I want. Yeah. Uh, I do have concerns about you know if I were to have a child, if they could have you know much more extreme autism than me. Yeah. Yeah. The concern that I would have, because um, you know it's. It's unpleasant to say the least to be on the mild end of the spectrum. And sure. It, it really seems like that would be kind of a <clears throat> I don't know. I don't want to say irresponsible things, the thing to do because yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of parents that have uh, actively made that choice, but it's yeah. just not what would be willing to make. Yeah. And what you just said, like how it's you, you, uh, you something about just even on the mild end, like it's it's difficult or something, right? Like. Unpleasant. Unpleasant, yeah. Um, unpleasant. Do you... Because here's something I've heard people talk about. It's like, it seems like even within the autism community, there's a bit of a debate about, like, treatment versus acceptance, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously everyone's entitled to their own yeah. Mine is that if I uh, if I had the choice, I would choose to not be autistic. Yeah. Uh, and that it's it affects my life in more negative ways than it does positive. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, I'm sure there's people where that's that's the opposite of their their yeah. experience. A lot of people get to uh, <laughs> you know do what they love, whether it's making music or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, a benefit their their place on the spectrum, but yeah. uh, you know, if if I had a choice between having an autistic child and a non-autistic child, I'd have a non-autistic child. Yeah, I feel the same. I I, I think about that too because I I hear these conversations of like if there was a cure, would you want to be cured? And and it's like <laughs> I feel like some people with autism like they find some special interest that works for them like they get really into like computer coding or something and then they end up working at google and they make tons of money and do what they love and they might still be socially awkward but they're happy you know yeah because they're just doing whatever or like like they design robots or they work for nasa or you know what i mean like they're they're playing a symphony orchestra or something and i feel like all my special interests have been completely useless like I'll just get into like random topics like Vikings and I'm like oh now I've just read 20 books about Vikings and watched every documentary there is about Vikings and I can tell you like all this crazy stuff about Vikings but it's like that is completely useless there's no that doesn't make me money so I'm still a bartender you know what I mean yeah so Uh, you know Uh, uh, you know 
if if it was your job to go uncover uh you know viking relics you'd probably be yeah a little more positive place about it you know yeah for sure and uh, yeah i was thinking about this yesterday because the, there was this little mini doc like this interview q a thing that our our in Canada, we have a um, our TV station up here, CBC. They they yeah. played this thing that I, I I posted the other day about you know just interviewing all these people with high functioning autism. And, and one of the questions was like, would you change it if you could? And a bunch of them said, no, I like my autism. I like who I am and stuff. And I got me really thinking about it. And I thought, you know, like I, there's certain parts of it I really like. I like thinking outside the box. I like the creativity of my brain. I like I, I know like I don't think like anybody else around me that I meet and I and I I feel like I look at the world in a unique way and that is really cool. Yeah. But then there's all the hard stuff like I can't pay my phone bill on time. I can't yeah. like doing anything involving like phone calls and the government and paperwork and documents and banking and like all that shit. I get so lost yeah. in it. It freaks me out. Uh, you know or like having these little anxiety things where like if i see like if my phone lights on that i have a voicemail like i sometimes go weeks without checking voicemail like i just can't do it and so there's all these little things of just like daily functioning that i struggle with plus the anxiety the depression the meltdowns the whole bit so it's like man i would trade all of that in a heartbeat you know yeah Um, that's that's really how i feel about it and you know i mean people will get upset for you upset at you for feeling that way but you know it would be it would be craziness to tell a person with cancer that they're lucky they have cancer not to equate cancer and autism but totally uh, you know uh, diseases and mental illnesses are are not always a good thing you know for sure and 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 like yeah and it's funny because it is like an invisible thing which makes it more challenging because it's like you have to explain yourself all the time it's like the other night I I worked I worked I worked Thursday, Friday, Saturday night and like just being at a bar three nights in a row it just drains me right by the end of by like halfway through Saturday night like my brain is fried I can barely function I mean it's taking like everything I have just to hold it together to get through the end of my shift so then yeah. Sunday rolls around and I'm just useless to the world. Like I'm just, I, I, I just want to crawl into a hole and, and have and like not talk to anybody. And then we were supposed to go to like a family thing. And I said to my partner, I was like, I can't go. I just, I'm non-functional, you know? And it's one of these things that it kind of turned into like not a great conversation because I was missing a family thing. We were getting together yeah. and, and I'm like, you know, if I had the flu, you would just go, oh, yeah, stay home and rest. Or if I fell down and broke my ankle, you'd say, oh, yeah, stay home and put some ice on it, you know? Yeah. But if it's like this invisible thing, like I'm trying to explain, like, hey, my brain is fried, then it's like it's harder for that other person to accept because yeah, it's not I, this obvious I, I, physical thing. I don't have a cast on. I'm not bleeding. I'm not like puking, you know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's funny. But anyway, well, we're, we're coming up on 
close to an hour, so I, I, I can't thank you enough no. for chatting. Is there anything else you like wanted to cover or, or want to mention or tell us about yourself? Or no, uh, just thanks for doing the podcast. You know, like I said, uh, uh, it's it's really nice to hear things from a, a very similar perspective to my own when yeah. there's not many. Uh, well, thanks, man. Thanks for saying that, and th- like, thanks for. It, it's really cool, man, because like, it's not really it's, it's not really cool that we're all going through this shit. But I mean, it's it's really uh, helped me to not feel alone. Like when you messaged me, I went right to like Jen, and I was like, check this out! Like this guy in Texas messaged me. Like, oh my god! Like this is so cool! Like, I. I just made this little podcast on this little app on my phone and it's like holy shit like there are these other people out there who are who are like me and who get it and it's like it's just so neat so i thank you for that man like it's really cool um yeah and uh, you know it, the, the more the more resources there are dedicated to adults with autism i think the, the better that it is because it's it's really difficult to find uh, any kind of help. Yeah. <clears throat> Even you know something like your podcast. There are, there are a few other um, podcasts that are similar, but um, yeah. You know, it's usually just like a few episodes, and then they stop doing it or something. Yeah. Like that. Well, can you think of any offhand like I, I that, that you remember? Yeah. Or? There's one called uh, Aspicast. Aspicast. P i e c a s t. Okay. There's another one that I listened to lately, but I can't remember the name of it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really it. I mean, there's um, there's a few different podcasts that episodes of it mention it. Like I think uh, TED Talks podcasts. Yeah. Uh, episode about autism or Aspergers. Yeah. Uh, but not many that are like you know dedicated to it. Yeah. Cool. Well. Yeah, hopefully we'll keep this going. Uh, yeah. You know, I want to keep this going. I mean, it's just it's just something I can you know put one up once a week and just keep talking to people. And I, I want to do more of this too, like like having these conversations with people and sharing what like our individual stories because I, I think it's 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 really cool because you know you find the commonalities, you find the differences, and you just yeah. you know I, it's really neat. So you're the, you're like the first one. So thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate you having me on and you know thanks for i know it takes a lot of effort to do an episode and you know get the courage up to get in front of the camera and all that so thanks for doing all that yeah well thanks jerry so yeah well let's stay in touch man and uh i'll 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 send you a couple messages after this just to like confirm details with you but yeah like uh, i'll I'll put this up and uh, hopefully some other people will listen and, and dig it and and uh let's let's uh we'll stay in touch for sure okay great Sounds good. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, man. Later. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Just want to say a big shout-out to Jerry. Thanks a lot for taking the time to do that, man. It was really cool to talk to you. And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was, uh, when I'm getting these messages from people, uh, 
from all over, um, you know, when I, like I got this message from you from Texas and I'm like, Oh my God, like this guy in Texas heard the podcast. Like how cool is that? And it's just really neat to know that we're not alone and there's other people out there going through the same stuff. So I want to thank you for taking the time. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, I got a Facebook page up and an Instagram account. They're both at adulting with Asperger's. So everyone, please check those out. If you're listening to the podcast, please share it. Please, you know, leave a review or a comment or whatever it is that you do with podcasts. That'd be great. Um, And also, for anyone out there who is on the spectrum or thinks they might be on the spectrum, I've started a Facebook group. It's a private group. It's also under the name Adulting with Asperger. So look for that group on Facebook. You can join the group. It's only for people... with autism or suspecting they have autism it's a private group just for us to talk it's a safe space for us to talk uh i've heard i've gotten messages from people who are not out yet they haven't told their friends and family they're just dealing with this trying to figure it out and they want to and this is a place where we can just chat with each other and and the whole world doesn't have to hear that conversation so join the group if you want and there we are. Um, I love you all. Peace, love, Asperger's. And we'll, we'll talk to you next week. And yeah, message me if there's anything you want me to talk about. And yeah, I love you. Just keep on keeping on. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.